All right, Don, I'm ready. You want me to take the opening, huh? A two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to the Jack Benny Show from 1948. This first episode we're going to play is from January 11th, 1948, followed by the Phil Harris Show from January 11th, 1948, so the same day. And then we're going to close out the evening with the 1938 January 16th episode. Uh, first, let's start out with uh, the first episode we're going to bring you. And that's Jack Benny, and he's going to Denver for the March of Dimes benefit. And I'll go more into the March of Dimes benefit next week. But for now, uh, let's just go with Jack was so supportive of so many different charities and fundraisers. He did a phenomenal job of helping out everywhere he could. He was good. He was generous with his money. He was generous with his time. Uh, he supported lots and lots of different uh, functions, different charities, different. Um, he did a lot of community service. One of the things he did in his later life, um, throughout the 19, late 1950s, early 1960s, on into the 70s, was he would perform with local orchestras and he would perform for free and all the money they raised would go to help the local orchestra. Uh, he is, some folks say he's responsible for keeping Carnegie Hall running and that he's responsible for uh, orchestras all over the country being able to make a go of it because he would raise so much money when he came to town uh, for the local orchestras. After that we have the Phil Harris show and on Phil's show he's looking for a guest host for next week. Uh, I think it's funny that this year, Phil, we started the year out without having Phil on the 1952-1953 season of the Jack Benny Show. He was replaced with Bob Crosby. And then a few months later, we, he headed off into the Merchant Marines in the 1942 episodes and so left those episodes. And now his own show He's going to get a guest host for that. He's just abandoning ship everywhere. Uh, after that, uh, the, a really fun episode is the 1938 episode. They're going to talk about Jack, do a little skit on Jack and the gang uh, from 30, 40 years later uh, in the future that they're visualizing what it's going to be like. Uh, little did they know that 35 years in the future, Jack would be doing wonderful color specials uh, for NBC, and that's how I first saw Jack Benny, actually. It was on those color specials. He did them uh, once or twice a year, every year. And uh, also, <laughs> Phil Harris, who would think in 35 years later that he would be the top animated voice in the Disney films. He was in three in a row. He was in uh, Jungle Book as Blue the Bear, of, of course. He was in the Aristocats, 
playing Thomas O'Malley, a very hep cat, perfect for Phil, and then he was also in Robin Hood, uh, three fun movies to watch. Uh, some of the some of the um, what later Disney films uh, from the animated right before the animated department kind of really went downhill. Uh, so it's neat to see those films. And then Don Wilson actually started hosting his own morning talk show with his wife in Florida, and that ran for many many years. That they had the little talk show. I would love to hear some bits from that. I hear that some of them survive. Uh, I think that would be a really fun thing to listen to. And that will close out our night for tonight. Hope you enjoy all three great shows. And we'll see you again next week for some more Jack Benny from 1948, 1938, and Phil Harris from 1948. Enjoy. The Jack Benny Program, presented by Lucky Strike. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. An outstanding example, Lucky Strike. In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And year after year, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows. The tobacco buyer. Mr. Charles Belvin of Durham, North Carolina, has attended more than 2,000 auctions as an independent tobacco buyer. Not long ago, he said, At market after market, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy ripe, mild tobacco. Take my word for it, that fine tobacco makes one swell smoke. I've smoked Lucky's myself for 16 years. Season after season, independent tobacco experts like Mr. Belvin can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Remember, LSMFT, LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And fine tobacco means real, deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. Yes, next time you buy cigarettes, ask for Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, in just a few hours, the Jack Benny troupe will board a train for Denver, Colorado, where they're going to open the March of Dimes campaign. Trips like this require a lot of preparation. So let's go to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills where we find Jack and Rochester packing. Gee, Rochester, I'm all excited about this trip. Me too, boss. You know, it's pretty cold in Denver this time of year. It sure is. Do you want to take your long ones or your short ones? Well, I better take the long ones. The sideburns will keep my ears warm. (laughs) Now, um... Let's see. Have you all my clothes packed? I think so. One pair of pajamas, one set of underwear, one pair of socks, one shirt, one handkerchief, and six boxes of does. That does is wonderful. You know, it does everything. You know. No, it don't. Little old Rochester has to do the ironing. <laughs> well, Rochester, I like you to take care of my laundry personally because you do it better than anybody. You know. Well, that reminds me, boss. When you get back from Denver, you better buy another uh, an extra Bendix. But Rochester, why do we need an extra washer? The day after our baby came, Dinah Shore signed up for our diaper service. 
good, good. That reminds me, I better send an application blank to Shirley Temple. <laughs> On second thought, I'll let Naps take over while I'm gone. Now, Rochester, did you notify everyone that we're leaving town for a week? Yes, sir. I had them shut off the gas, the water, the phone, and the lights. Now, what'd you do about the milk? I sent the cow away to a rest farm. <laughs> That's fine. She ought to be loaded when we come back. <laughs> Now, Rochester, finish packing because we don't want to miss the train. Yes, sir. You know, Rochester, every time I take a train trip, it brings back such memories. It was just about ten years ago on a train when I, that I first met you. Uh-huh. You were a porter. I remember when we arrived in Los Angeles, you helped me out with my coat and whisked all the dust off me. Uh-huh. Then you picked up my bags, carried them all the way through the station and out to the taxi cab. That was ten years ago. Now, if you'll give me my tip, I'll go home to my family. <laughs> Oh, Rochester, stop kidding. You know you like this job, and you've been very happy with me because... See who that is, Rochester. I'll finish packing. Yes, sir. <laughs> I sure like to tease the boys. He takes everything so serious. If he only knew, I wouldn't leave him for $100 a week. Not for $200. Not for $300. $300? Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never leave the boss. But still, there's so many things you can buy with $300 that... Satan, stop pushing. <laughs> Sometimes I think I... Coming, coming! Hello, Rochester. Hello, Miss Livingston. Come in. Has Mr. Benny finished packing yet? Uh-huh. He's got a suitcase full of clothes and a trunk full of vitamin pills. <laughs> a trunk full of vitamin pills? With so many germs in the air, Mr. Benny's taking along his own iron curtain. <laughs> Oh, where is he now? Uh, he's in the room. You can go on in. Okay. Say, Rochester, I... Oh, it's you, Mary. I'll be with you in a second. I just want to pack my tuxedo. Oh, Jack, you're not going to take that tuxedo. It's got a moth hole in it. Oh, nobody will notice the moth hole. I'll stick a flower in it. But, Jack, when you sit down, you'll smash it. <laughs> oh. Well, then I... I just won't sit down. Don't bend over, either. You'll look like Ramona. Ramona? Yeah, I guess you're right. Remley'd be following me around playing his guitar. Huh? <laughs> now, let's see. Jack, why are you taking a tuxedo to Colorado anyway? Mary, we're going to Denver for the opening of the March of Dimes. The governor will be there. I'll probably make a speech. See, last time I was at the March of Dimes campaign, I talked for two hours. You talked for three hours, but you had to give him the dime anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, now stop with those jokes. I got to finish packing. Now, let's see. What else should I take? Ramona, da dee da dee da dee da dee Jack. Jack. Ramona, da dee da dee da dee da Jack. Huh? Look in the other room on your dresser. Isn't that cute? What? Rochester put a rose between your teeth. <laughs> teeth? What's the matter with your eyes? Those are two white combs. Say, Mary, are you all packed? Yes, I send everything ahead to the station. I hope they're careful with my skis. Are you going skiing up there? Oh, sure. That's wonderful skiing country. You ought to try it too, Jack. Nah, I tried to ski once. My feet went out from under me and I fell flat on my face. Well, there's an answer to that, but I gave it to Judy Canova. <laughs> well, I'm glad you gave it to somebody. Now, let's see. 
Well, I think I've got everything I'll need. Oh, boss! What is it, Rochester? Don't forget your combs. You may have steak on the train. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. Now, what else do I have to do? Oh, yeah, I want to go down to my vault and take out some money. Take out some money? Yeah. Can I watch, Daddy? No, no, I'll be right back. goes there? Friend or foe? Friend. What's the password? Oh, it's you, Mr. Ben. <laughs> That's right. How are you, Ed? Fine, fine. How are things on the outside? Oh, not so good. There have been thousands of cases of Virus X in Los Angeles. Hmm, I've never heard of that before. Virus X? No, Los Angeles. Oh, well, Los Angeles is a city that's been built since you've come down here. Don't you remember, Ed, when I first brought you out here, that little adobe hut down near the plaza? Yes, yes. Well, that's now renting for $4,000 a month. <laughs> of course, Ed, Los Angeles is a big city now. It's the home of over three million men and women. Men and what? Women. Women? Squaws. Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, I'm leaving town. I need a little money, Ed. I'm going to open the safe now. Shall I gouge out my eyes? No, 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 no. Ed. I... <laughs> no, Ed, I, I trust you. Now, let's see. The combination is right to 45, left to 160, back to 15, then left to 110. There. Give me your hand, Ed. I'll help you up. It's my own fault. I shouldn't have stood so close to it. Yeah. Now, let's see. I'll be in Denver a week. There, that ought to be enough money. Well, see you later, Ed. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, Mr. Benny. Yes? Do you mind if I shave? I'm stepping on it. <laughs> oh, why bother? You'll only have to buy clothes, you know. So long, Ed. <laughs> Jack, did you make enough money? Well, sure, Mary. Now all I have to do... Oh, Mr. Livingston. Oh, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Dennis. Well, <laughs> ah, it's good to see you again, kid. We missed you last week. We sure did. How do you feel, Dennis? All right, but I sure am tired. I pushed my car all the way over here from my home in Van Nuys. Pushed your car? Why? The motor's broken and it wouldn't wa run. Well, if your car doesn't run, why didn't you leave it in Van Nuys? Then I wouldn't have any way to get home. <laughs> well, 
Uh, you take him, Jack. I lost my round. Kid, everybody in the cast was sorry that you were sick last week. Boy, did I feel awful. I had a temperature of 102. 102, eh? I know what you went through, Dennis. You know, I was sick, too. How much temperature did you have? 101. Ha! <laughs> Dennis, stop being silly. Oh, by the way, Mr. Benny, I want to thank you for sending your doctor over to see me when I was sick. Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack, are you still sending that horse doctor to people? Mary, I wish you'd stop talking like that about Dr. Nelson. He's not a horse doctor. He is a horse doctor. He is not. He cured Dennis. Didn't he, kid? Yeah. Well, I've got to go now. It's time to eat my oats. <laughs> now cut that out. Dennis, how long were you sick? For over a week. My father had to stay home and take care of me. Your father? Dennis, why didn't you have a nurse? With a temperature of 102, I didn't trust myself. <laughs> Look, Dennis, we better stop this talking and hurry. The train leaves for Denver at 7 o'clock. Oh, by the way, Mr. Benny, how many weeks are you going to stay in Denver? One. Ha! Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Mary, it's your round again. Oh, no, Jack, you can have him. I don't want him. He's too much for me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to take any chances. Dennis, have you got a song prepared for the broadcast? Yes, but my doctor told me not to sing. I have laryngitis. Well, Dennis, you have laryngitis. Why aren't you whispering? Why, it's no secret. <laughs> I didn't mean that. You know, Dennis, when I was sick, the doctor came to see me twice a day. How, how often did he come to see you? Once. Ha! <laughs> That's telling them, Mary. Well, look, Dennis, we got a lot of things to do, so you better run along. Okay, see you later, Mr. Benny. What a kid. Say, Mary, you ready to go at the station? Yes, Jack, and the taxi's waiting out front. Good, good. Come on, let's go. Rochester left already with my baggage. up ahead. Yeah. You know, Mary, it's so much better coming down in a taxi. They can take you right down to the main entrance. Okay, folks, you can get out here. Get out here? But, driver, we're a block away. Why don't you take us right to the station? Oh, no, I... I never take anybody to the station. Why? I can't stand saying goodbye. Stop with that nonsense and take us to the station. Imagine a taxi driver being so sentimental. Can't say goodbye. Yes. How can a... Whoops, a dollar sixty. <laughs> Gee, I didn't think we lived that far from the... Okay, folks. Here you are at the Union Station. That'll be a dollar sixty. Here's your money. 
Come on, Mary. So long, driver. <laughs> Goodbye, mister. Take care of yourself. Have a nice trip. Oh, for heaven's sake. Come on, Mary. Let's go. Uh... Goodbye, lady. Have a nice time. Take care of yourself. I will. I don't know why people have to go away. I knew this was going to happen. I didn't want to come to the station, but he made me do it. He made me do it. <laughs> I, I never saw such an emotional taxi driver, you know Oh, well, I'm glad he's gone Now, let's see Oh, boss, boss Oh, there's Rochester with all my bags Rochester, you sure you didn't forget anything? Oh, no, boss, everything's here One trunk, one valise, a violin, a duffel bag, and a birdcage Birdcage? Ah, uh, hello, Polly Jack, you mean you're taking your parrot along to Denver? Well, Mary, I think I should. I'm taking her on this trip to forget. Forget? Yeah. That carrier pigeon, you know, she, she was in love with was transferred to the Mediterranean. <laughs> she seems so... There's just one place for me near you. <laughs> forget it, Polly. He'll be back. Um, come on. Uh, come on, Mary. Let's, uh, let's get in the station. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. Gee, I'm glad we got here early. Yeah, but I feel so silly, Jack. You have to carry that parrot. Well... Attention, please, attention. All passengers going to Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga, please validate your smudge pots. <laughs> Come on, Mary. Let's see if we can find the fellow. Oh, oh, there you are, mister. I've been looking all over for you. Wait, you're the taxi driver. I thought you left. I had to come back. Have a nice trip. Take care of yourself. And don't forget to write. See, Mary, he does hate to say goodbye, doesn't he? Goodbye, mister. Goodbye, lady. Oh, why do people have to go away? Come on. Mary. Mary. Mary, let's get out of here, will you? People are looking at us. Silly guy. Now, look, I got our reservations for the Pullman, but I better go over and get the tickets. There's just one place for me near you. Quiet, Polly. Quiet. Oh, look, Jack, there's Phil. Where? Oh, yeah. Hello, Phil. Hiya, Jackson. I thought I... Well, hello, Polly. Hello. <laughs> Phil, stop breathing on me. What are you doing here at the station anyway? I thought you were taking a later train. Well, I am. I just came down early to check some of my luggage, but I still got some more packing to do. Oh. Well, by the way, Phil, it might be pretty cold in Denver. Is your coat checked? Uh, yeah, I... Ask me that again, will you, Jackson? I said, is your coat checked? No, it's blue serge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harris, it's too bad you ain't president so you could be on all four networks. <laughs> Phil, the only chance you'd ever have... Pardon me, aren't you Phil Harris? Oh, I sure am, honey. You better take a good look while you can because I'm going to be out of town for a whole week, baby. <laughs> oh, I knew it was you, Mr. Harris. May I have your autograph? Uh, well, uh... Watch this, Mary. Oh, please, Mr. Harris, give me your autograph. Uh, well, uh... This ought to be good, Mary. You know, he can't write his own name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
Come on, Mr. Harris, your autograph, please. Uh, uh, look, honey, I ain't got no pencil, but here's something better than my autograph. How do you like that? He gave her a lock of his hair. You better be careful. That's what you used to do. Yeah. <laughs> All four networks. All four networks. Quiet, Polly. Say, honey, would you like this fellow's autograph, this man with the parrot? Well, I don't know. Who is he? Frank Buck. <laughs> Mary. Well, uh, miss, uh, I happen to be Jack Benny. Oh. Well, would you sign Frank Buck anyway? <laughs> Certainly, Frank Buck Benny There you are Thank you well, So long, Phil, I'll see you in Denver Okay, Jackson, so long, Livy. Goodbye, Phil Say, Jack, why isn't Phil going with us? Oh, he's got some business to take care of with his own show So he's going to take a later train Attention, please All passengers for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga Will have to walk We lost the train going through Santa Anita <laughs> Rochester and his lousy tips. Gosh, Jack, look what time it is. Yeah, I hope this ticket window isn't too I far... say, old champ, uh-huh. begging your pardon and all that sort of rot, could you inform me as to the location of the information booth, please? Well, uh, now, I'm not sure. I... Perhaps, old fellow, your daughter would know. No, this girl, uh... <laughs> this girl isn't my daughter. Oh, I don't mean her. I mean the little one with the feathers. <laughs> That's a parrot You see? I say, old boy, did you sit on the egg? There's such a resemblance (laughs) Look, mister, I don't know where the information booth is Well, cheerio, bubble gum and all that sort of thing (laughs) What is there about me? Everybody walks up to me Oh, Jack, Jack Oh, Jack, here comes Don Oh, hello, Jack, hello, Mary Hello, Don Don, I was just going over to pick up my Pullman ticket Have you got yours? Well, I certainly have, Jack I'm in lower nine Don, you could have saved yourself some money by taking an upper But I like to be in a lower After the first bump, you're there anyway You're not kidding Say, Don, I hope you brought the quartet with you Uh, I don't want them to miss the train for Denver Well, here they come now, Jack Oh, yeah, I bet they're all excited about the trip (laughs) They sure are Hello, fellas Don, are they happy that they're going away on the train? Are they? Just listen to this. Don, not at the station. We're Colorado-bound. We're lucky strikes have smoked the whole year round. Cause they're the bestest little cigarette. You can bet. Men who know tobacco best will tell you that. So let's be on our way to Denver, Colorado, USA. We know a certain man will be there soon. Who? Effie Boone. We're Colorado-bound Just hear that choo-choo sound ooh, ooh, ooh. You know that soon we're gonna come Don, they're starting ooh, again ooh, And then we'll light well, them down They're going crazy at the station Boy, be quiet, I want to hear the announcement That may be our train Don, tell them to stop I can't hear with a man of faith Tell them it might be our train Wait a minute Wait a minute and Cucamonga. Don, I couldn't hear a word that train announcer said. 
You better hurry over and get your tickets. I'll meet you on the train. Okay, Mary. You take the parrot, and I'll see you and Don at the gate. All right, but hurry. Now, let's see. The ticket window is over Oh, there you are, mister. I'm so glad you haven't left yet. Oh, for heaven's sake. You again. I'm trying to get a ticket, will you? Please, take care of yourself. Mister, I'll take care of myself. I I bought something for you. Here, take this fruit and these flowers. Flowers? Give them to the little lady. Thank you, but mister... I just hate to say goodbye. Look, look, you don't have to I knew this would happen. I'm a stranger. I'm a stranger. I didn't want to come all the way to the station, but you made me. You made me. You made me. Why do people have to go away? Ten thousand taxi drivers, Los Angeles. I had to get him. Well, here's the ticket window. Good, there's nobody ahead of me. Oh, mister, mister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fine. Are you the agent? No, no, they put me behind these bars because I toasted marshmallows out of season. <laughs> now, look, mister. Mister, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. Look. Give me, give me two for Denver. Two Denvers? You want them on rye or whole wheat? <laughs> Look, not sandwiches. Not Denver, Colorado. Oh, I'm sorry. I used to work in the Brown Derby. Oh. Well, you're in the railroad station now. You can take it off. <laughs> well, I can't. There's a guy named Tony under it giving me away. Look, mister, all I want are two tickets to Denver, Colorado, you see? You and your wife? My wife? Oh, no, no, don't deny it. I know you just got married. You're still carrying the flowers. Look, this bouquet of flowers... Why don't you throw it? You're darn right I'll throw it. There. Whoops, I caught it. Wait till the girls hear about this. <laughs> look, mister, look, mister, look. Will you do me a favor? Look, give me two tickets for Denver, Colorado. That's all I want. That's all. Yes. See, two tickets. That's all I want. Two tickets for Denver, Colorado. Uh, do you have your baggage all taken care of? Yes, yes, I have. Well, it may be cold in Denver. Is your coat checked? Well, I... <laughs> oh. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Uh, would you say that again, mister? Say what? Is your coat checked? No, it's blue, sir. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hey, give me those two tickets to Denver. Quick. Jack, hurry, hurry. Coming, Mary. I'm coming. Coming. Wow. Well, I made it. Oh boy, what I went through to get these tickets. But we're on our way. Well, come on, Jack. Let's go in the dining car and get something to eat. No, no, Mary. No, no. I'm too tired. I'm going to my room and lie down. She'll be good to stretch out and... Wait a minute. There's somebody's clothes hanging up on my hook. What's this in my bed? Hey, you! <laughs> I told you I hate to say goodbye. I, I tried to break away, but I couldn't... Don't cry. I'm coming back. It's all your fault. I didn't want I'm to only go going to, to Denver. But you made me. You made me. You made but me. But I'm coming back. Oh, nuts. Hey, Mary, I'll join you in the dining room.
Ladies and gentlemen, one of the rarest privileges anyone can have is to be able to say, I saved a life. By now, we all know what is meant by the word care. C-A-R-E. This nation's help in alleviating the food shortage in Europe has saved thousands of lives. So let's keep on sending our contributions to C-A-R-E, CARE. CARE New York. Let's give again and save another life. CARE, C-A-R-E, CARE New York. Thank you. Now, Jack will be back in just a minute, but first... Quality of product is essential to continuing success. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. L-S-M-F-T. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And fine tobacco is what counts in a cigarette. Remember what happens at the tobacco auction? At auction after auction, independent tobacco experts can see the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy that fine, that light, that naturally mild tobacco. Lucky Strike presents The Man Who Knows. The tobacco auctioneer. Mr. Thomas Ray Oglesby of Winterville, North Carolina, has sold about 300 million pounds of tobacco at auction. Recently, this veteran auctioneer said... At all the markets I've ever attended, I've seen the makers of Lucky Strike buy fine tobacco. Tobacco you just can't beat for real smoke and enjoyment. For my own smoke, I pick Lucky's. Smoked them for 17 years. So, for your own real, deep-down smoking enjoyment, remember... L-S-M-F-T. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. Yes, next time you buy cigarettes, ask for Lucky Strike. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to listen to the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show on Sundays and a day in the life of Dennis Day on Wednesday. Next Sunday night, we'll be broadcasting from the Civic Auditorium in Denver, Colorado for the March of Dimes campaign. So I hope you'll all be listening. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. about the new look in fashion. Well, there's a new look in hair beauty, too. Women everywhere are achieving that look of softer, shinier hair with a marvelous new product, Fitch Cream Shampoo. It's made with two beneficial beauty aids, lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin is used to soften the hair, to leave it smooth and caressable. Olive oil is used to bring out sparkling highlights, to accent the glowing radiance of your hair. Fitch Cream Shampoo is so easy to use. A small dab quickly whips into a fragrant, creamy lather that thoroughly cleanses hair and scalp. Then just rinse with plain water and every bubble of suds is gone. After shampooing, your hair stays in place. It stays soft and it stays shining, as though it had been brushed and brushed and brushed. Buy the large, economical, four-ounce jar of Fitch Cream Shampoo 
featured at drug and toilet goods counters. That's Fitch Cream Shampoo for that flattering new look of softer, shinier hair. The F.W. Fitch Company, makers of Fitch Shampoo, presents the Fitch Bandwagon with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Janine Roos, Robert North, Walter Scharf and his music, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. Today, as we look in on the Harris home, we find Alice talking to her brother, William. Phil will be home any minute, William. Mm, where is he, Alice? Oh, he's down at Union Station checking his luggage. You see, Jack Benny is doing his show from Denver next week for the March of Dimes, and Phil is going with him. Oh. Oh, that must be Phil now. Is that you, honey? You can start living again, sugar. Your curly-headed bambino is home. <laughs> That's him. I'm in here, Phil. Oh, hiya, honey. I just couldn't wait to get home and tell Good you... Good morning, Philip. <laughs> I should have waited. What are you doing here so early, Peter Pan? Philip, I hear you and Alice are going to Denver with Jack Benny. No, no, no. Alice ain't going. Well, why can't I go, Phil? Well, look, I told you before, honey. Jackson's paying the expenses, and he likes to keep the costs down. Why are you leaving tonight? It doesn't take a week to go to Denver. It does the way Jackson arranged it for me to travel. <laughs> How are you going? Cattle car by way of Galveston. Well, how's Jack going? Piggyback by way of Rochester. <laughs> Look, I'd love to have you go, you know that, but I wouldn't want you to travel that way. And besides, you have to stay here and take care of our own program. Oh, of course, Phil. You go right ahead and I'll take Alice, care of... surely you're not going to allow Philip to go to Denver without you. Why not? There are women in Denver, you know. Well, bully for Denver. <laughs> women in Denver? Gad. Do the men there know about this, Willie? <laughs> Why don't you keep quiet? Don't try to start something. I'm going to Denver on business. Yes, William, and I'm not worried about Phil going without me. I trust him implicitly. Ever since we've been married, Phil hasn't even looked at another woman. Have you, Phil? Nah. <laughs> well, I got some last-minute packing to do. My train leaves at six tonight, you know. Oh, Phil, have you decided yet on who's going to take your place on the Fitch program? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm going to take care of it right away, honey. I'm going to call the agent and get the biggest guest star I can get. Gee whiz, you'd like to work opposite some big movie star, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. I'd rather work with you. I'm gonna miss you. Phil, do you have to leave tonight? Yeah, but you got nothing to worry about, honey. I'm gonna try to get Tyrone Power to play opposite you. Oh, as I was saying, Phil, do you have to wait until tonight to leave? No. <laughs> no living with this kid since she got her picture on the cover of this week's Radio Mirror. <laughs> Oh, I was only kidding, honey I know that Gee whiz, don't you think I know when you're kidding? <laughs> sure You wouldn't even look at another man, would you? Nah <laughs> Phil, what made you think of Tyrone Power? Well, I, I want to get somebody on the show Who looks a little like me <laughs> 
if I get Tyrone, if I can't get him, why, then I'll get Clark Gable or Gregory Peck. I mean, you'll need somebody who's almost as good-looking as I am. Well, why don't you get all three? Between them, they might make it. Hey, that's an idea I... No, no, we couldn't afford all three of them. Look, uh, I'm going to call the agency right now and see if I can get you Tyrone Power. Hey, honey, while I'm doing that, will you please start packing my things? All right, Phil. I'll get you shirts and ties and socks. And I'll get you rag curlers and bobby pins. <laughs> now, Philip, when you get to Denver, Get I'm lost, gonna... will you? Go find a loophole someplace. <laughs> get a chair and swivel yourself. <laughs> and you'll be lucky. You might get the brass ring. Run along. I'll go. I'll see you when you return from Denver. Okay, Bye. okay. <laughs> There's a cute little character. He has all the charm of a damp dish rag. <laughs> Gee whiz, I hope I can get tied. It'll be good for the show and it'll be... Uh-oh, there's the door. I'll get it, honey. Hiya, Curly. Oh, hiya, Frankie. Hi. Hey, look, Frankie, I'm in an awful hurry and I can't talk to you. Why? Where are you going? Well, Jackson's doing his show from Denver next Sunday and I'm going with him. I'm leaving tonight and incidentally, I won't be on the Fitch program next week and... Uh, I'm going to get someone now to take my place. Oh, gee, that's going to be tough, Curly. Yeah. Who can we find to take your place? And why will I be so much better? <laughs> Look, you're not taking my place. I'm getting Tyrone Power to take over the show. What are you getting him for? I can do anything he can, and you must admit I'm just as good looking. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. After all, what's Tyrone Power got that if you had a little of, you'd be so surprised at you wouldn't know what to do with? <laughs> Listen to me, Remley. Don't be silly. You'll need a big star to work opposite you. Yeah, maybe, but why spend all that money on a big star? Besides paying him, you gotta pay me. Anyway, I don't need no important star to play opposite me. Just get me anybody at all. Like who? Lana Turner will be acceptable <laughs> Lana Turner's a big star too She'd cost me just as much That week I'll work for nothing Never mind I've made up my mind And I'm gonna get Tyrone Powell All right, get him You want Alice to be alone With a good-looking guy like Tyrone? That's your business <laughs> What do you mean? Well, you know, Alice and Ty Used to be in pictures together They did romantic scenes And well, when she sees him again, she might realize she made a little mistake in her choice and... <laughs> Oh, stop it, Remley I'm getting Tyrone Power I'm not jealous of him He and Alice will be great together Why, Alice and Ty will... Alice and Ty... Of course, Tyrone is awfully expensive uh... <laughs> Peter Laurie's just as good <laughs> Besides, Lori's my friend and he'll work cheaper for me Now you're talking, Curly That's right, I'll call the agency and try to get Peter Lori And then... No, Alice won't go for that huh? Nah, Frankie, I gotta be big about this and get a good-looking guy Now, I'm gonna call the agency and see if I can get Tyrone or Gable or Gregory Peck All right, go ahead Leave Alice here alone for a week with a handsome man Cut it out now, will you? <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy to let petty jealousies bother me Forget about it. You know something, Frankie? Hmm? I sort of hate to go. Yeah? Sure. You know, it's the first time I've, I've ever been away from Alice. Yeah, that's the trouble with you married guys. You're tied down. 
Remember when you were single? We used to travel around with the band? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Frankie. What? Remember the band we had in New Orleans? Yeah. Frankie, them cats were really solid, weren't they? Long ago in New Orleans On a little street of dreams There I heard a crazy band That was where the blues began There was Memphis Joe with his hidey-ho moaning on his saxophone There was Slip-Horn Slim, you've heard of him and his laugh and slide trombone Peg Lake Pete playing hot and sweet on the bacon pot of can. Dancers swayed as they played, that was where the blues began. There was Dog Face Chet with his clarinet hitting high notes up and down. Smokey Moke was there with his slick black hair beating his drums like a clown. While the booga 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 of a big brown jug by a cat dressed in jeans. That was how the blues were born in New Orleans. There was Big Nose Tess from the greasy vest weeping in her glass of beer. There was Gambler Jake playing table stakes with a seaboat engineer. Natchez Lil, she was dressed to kill, singing love songs about a man. As she moaned, people groaned, that was how torch songs began. Then the cat named Sam in from Alabama started shooting up the flow. Everybody broke through the pistol smoke for the windows and the dough. While the roar, roar, roar of a 44 busted up those happy scenes. That was how the blues were born in New Orleans. I brought the rest of your things down, Phil. You'll have to pack them yourself because I can't. Oh, hello, Frank. Hi, Alice. I hear Curly's going to Denver and leaving you all alone on the show with Tyrone Power. <laughs> I also hear the writers have a love scene in next week's show. Think you can do a love scene with Ty? No, I'll force myself. <laughs> hmm. Love scene, huh? Yeah. Oh, Phil, did you call the agency and ask if they can get Tyrone? Yeah, honey, yes, I called, but... You know, after thinking it over, I, I decided not to ask for Ty. You know, it might be confusing on this show. You see, you and him look so much alike, and... and I... Why? Why, Phil, you're jealous. I am not. I haven't got a jealous bone in my body. It's just that I felt that, well... Tyrone is the Latin type And he wouldn't look good opposite you, honey uh, So instead I asked the agency To send over a tall, dashing Irish star Ooh, Errol Flynn? Barry Fitzgerald <laughs> Barry Fitzgerald? Why didn't you try to get me see Aubrey Smith? He wanted too much money <laughs> Bill, Barry's a wonderful actor But he's not your type He can't take your place on the show We've got to get someone young and good-looking like you. Yeah, but who? <laughs> I still think Lana Turner's a good bet. We don't need another woman on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who's jealous now? Why should I be jealous of Lana? 
Well, she's in pictures. Oh, and... I was in pictures before she was. Well, she's a big star. Oh, I was a star before she was. And she's kind of young. I was young before... <laughs> me into that. <laughs> oh, look, honey, I'm only thinking of the good of the show. Well, if you're thinking of the good of the show, you should have somebody younger. If you can't get Ty, get Gary Cooper or Errol Flynn. Or Rita Hayworth. <laughs> what happened to Lana Turner? I'm tired of her. <laughs> I'm very fickle. Oh, Phil, stop acting like a jealous child. For the benefit of the show, you should get one of the men I mentioned. All right, all right. So I'll get one of the men you mentioned. I'll go in and call the agency again. Come on, Frankie. Okay. Well, now I suppose I'll have to get whichever one of them good-looking guys is available. Suppose none of them is available, Curly. Uh, what are you uh, leading up to? When you call the agency, tell them to get some funny-looking schnook. <laughs> Then have them call Alice and tell her that's all they could get. That's all they... Hey. Yeah. That ought to work. Sure. Frankie, you're a genius. <laughs> I'm not really a genius. Just happen to be smarter than anybody else. <laughs> Go ahead and make the call. Yeah. Well, come on, Frankie, help me pack. I haven't got too much time to catch the train. Yeah, now that you called the agent, you can go away with your mind at ease, Curly. You sure the agent knows what to do now? Yes, yes. I told him to call Alice and tell her he can't get anyone except some unknown character. Right. Is that it? That's it. Okay, now I'd better start packing. Now, let me see. I'll take my green polka dot blazer and my red plaid suit, my blue suede top coat, and... Where do I put on my sunglasses? That stuff's blinding me. <laughs> Now, look, I better take eight pairs of yellow shoes and uh, this pair of black socks. What are you taking black socks for? I don't want the people in Denver to think I'm a loud dresser. <laughs> Miss Faye! Oh, Miss Faye, I brought your groceries. I just wanted to know... Oh, hello, Mr. Harris. Hiya, Julius. Oh, wait, where you kid? We're busy. Yeah, what are you beat. doing? What am I doing? Can't you see? I'm packing my bag. I'm leaving town tonight. Leaving town? Oh, that's a shame. Where are you and Miss Faye going? Miss Faye isn't going. She's staying here. I'm leaving. I knew it wouldn't last. Now she's all Now, wait right. a minute, kid. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Just hold it. Oh, a... Phil, did you want... Oh, hello, Julius. There you are, soulmate. Did you know that this viper is leaving you? Well, of course I know. Well, don't stand there. Now's our chance. Let you and I fly away together before this character changes his mind. <laughs> Julius, stop bumping your gums, will you? <laughs> I got through telling you I'm going to Denver on a business trip. What difference why you're going as long as you... Business trip? That's right. I'll be back in a week. Curses. Foiled again. <laughs> Gee, Miss Fair, I thought you and Mr. Harris were splitting up. Oh, Julius, that's an awful thing to say. Mr. Harris and I are very happy, aren't we, honey? You said it, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at him kissing, pouring salt on my wound. <laughs> I can't stand to look at this sickening sight. Goodbye. That cute little gargoyle, ain't he? <laughs> 
kids like that that give juvenile delinquency a bad name. It's very true, Curly. Certainly it's true. Well, honey, I'm all packed and ready to leave. Oh, wait a minute. Where are the children? I got to say goodbye to them. Oh, they're in the playroom. I'll call them. Oh, girls! Girls, come in here a minute. Gee, honey, I'm going to miss the kids while I'm gone. Oh, they'll miss you too, Phil. Did you call me? Oh, yeah, baby Alice. Where's Phyllis? She's outside, Daddy. Well, look, honey, I got to go away for a week and, well, I want to say goodbye. Gee, Daddy, we're going to miss you, especially on Sunday. If you're not here with us, there'll be nobody to read the funny papers. Well, don't worry. I'll get somebody in Denver to read them to me. (laughs) But who's going to take your place on the program, Daddy? Well, look, I'm trying to get some big star like Gregory Peck or Clark Gable. Couldn't you get Roddy McDowell? Roddy's awful cute. Well, Gable ain't bad. Tyrone is chopped liver. (laughs) Now, never mind, honey. You'll get a big star. I told the agent to get the biggest name he could find. Well, look what time it is. I gotta leave now. Oh, Phil, do you have to go so soon? Your train doesn't leave for an hour. Well, I got things to do. I gotta pick up my tickets, check my bags. It'll take a little time. I'll get my coat and go with you. Now, honey, you better wait until the agent calls, and then you can meet me at the station. He should call any minute. I'm anxious to find out who's going to take my place on the program. Yeah, I wonder who he's going to dig up. And I mean that literally. Oh. <laughs> Let's go, Frankie. See you at the station, honey. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye. Daddy. Goodbye. Kiss Philly. All right. I wonder what Frankie meant by that last remark. Oh, that must be the agent. I hope he got someone good. Hello? Hello, this is the Hollywood Artist Agency. Scrappy Lambert speaking. Is Mrs. Harris there? Speaking? Uh, Mrs. Harris, I have good news for you. I have a great movie star for your program next week. Oh, that's wonderful. Who'd you get? Herman Schmohauser the second. The second? You mean there was another one before him? <laughs> Look, I don't want to appear stupid, but... Who is Herman Schmohauser? I never heard of him. You never heard of him? No. Why, madam, Herman was the most famous bit player they ever had at Biograph Studios. (laughs) Why, they never did a mob scene without him. Please, that isn't the kind of guest star we had in mind. Mr. Harris wouldn't want anybody like that. But he told me to call you and tell you that's all I could get for you. Whoops, there goes Big Mouth me spilling the beans. So Mr. Harris planned this Yes, but I don't know why I told him I could have gotten Robert Taylor for you But he didn't want him He said he was thinking of your health My health? Yes, he said you get nauseous working opposite a good-looking man (laughs) Oh, that Phil Look, Mr. Lambert, can you still get Robert Taylor? Yes, I can Well, get him No, 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 maybe you'd better not As soon as I tell Phil whom I'm getting, he'll only cancel it Well, don't tell him who you're getting But he's anxious to know before he leaves. I can't lie to him. Well, you won't have to. You see, Mr. Taylor's real name is Spangler Arlington Brew. So just tell him you're getting Spangler Arlington Brew. Say, that's an idea. You book Robert Taylor for next week's show, and I'll take care of the rest. Goodbye. This'll serve Phil right for being so conniving. I can't wait to get down to the station and tell him who I got. Just think, Robert Taylor... Ooh-hoo-hoo! <laughs> oh, cut it out, Faisy. You know you're gonna miss Phil. Yeah, and I had such a cute song I was gonna sing to him on next Sunday's show. A 
But Dickie Bird whispered, haven't you heard? Spring is here, spring is here, spring is here. A little crow sang a happy hello, my favorite time of the year. A little frog sang a song on his log, Lucia Blues, Lucia Blues, Lucia Blues. And you and I fell in love in reply on hearing the Dickie Bird's news. If you have to look around to find a reason for such a wonderful thing, you can blame it on the sentimental season. Falling in love is done in the spring. The bobolink looked at us with a wink at a boy, at a girl, nothing's wrong. When you're in love, you'll go singing along, singing the Dickie Bird song. trains here. Which one did Benny get your reservation on? I don't know. It must be one of these, but I don't know which. That's it. <laughs> nice accommodations Benny got you. What do you got, a roomette or a stall? Oh, stop it. I don't know. Come on. Uh, just a minute, you. <clears throat> hey, what are you pinching me for? Quiet. Okay, go on through. Ooh, what did he pound me on the back for? He didn't pound you, Curly. He stamped you. <laughs> stamped me? What does it say? Grade D beef unfit for human consumption. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Now, look, the train's about to leave any minute. I wonder where Alice is. Oh, Phil! Phil! Here she is, Curly. Oh, honey, I'm glad you got here on time. Hey, did the agent call? Yes, he did, Phil. Oh, good. Now, what great picture star did he get for you? Well, he offered me Herman Schmohauser the second. You were lucky enough to get Herman? <laughs> Gee, what a break. Yeah. He very seldom does radio or anything else. <laughs> Why, well, you know something, honey? He's much better than Tyrone Power or Clark Gable. Infinitely. Oh, I know, I know, fellas, but unfortunately, Herman wanted too much money, so the agent got me someone else. Someone else? Uh, well, who? Spangler Arlington Brew. What kind of a brew? Spangler Arlington Brew. Spangler Arlington Brew? Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> hey, Frankie. Uh, hey, Frankie, get a load of that name. That's even better. 
Spangler yet. <laughs> I don't know who made that one up. <laughs> hey, that's even better than a schmohog. <laughs> a name like that, what can a guy look like? Huh? <laughs> Probably a little undernourished runt with a bald head and flat feet. <laughs> oh, Spangler. <laughs> Thank you, Spangler Arlington Brew. <laughs> well, Alice, now that everything's taken care of, I can leave without worrying about anything. Yes, sir, you're all set with old Spangler, aren't you? <laughs> Is she Frank? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, am I glad everything's but, settled, honey. But, I won't... But. Hey, Joe, get that longhorn steer on. Well, honey, that's me. I got <laughs> Hurry, hurry, get on, Bill. The train's ready to leave. Goodbye, baby. Well, kiss me. Mm, goodbye, honey. Hey, so long, Frankie. Goodbye, Carly. Have a nice trip and don't worry about anything. What's there to worry about, Spangler Arlington. <laughs> oh, Bill. Yeah. Bill, I just thought of something. Spangler Arlington Brew wouldn't sound well on the air, so I think we'll use his stage name. Oh, yeah, maybe you'd better, honey. Uh, what is his stage name? Robert Taylor. Yeah, that is better. Robert. Ro Robert Taylor, stop this train. Conductor. Taylor. Phil will be back in just a moment. Is your shampoo doing right by you? Yes, is your shampoo doing right by you? My shampoo lathers all right, but it doesn't remove my dandruff. I've tried one shampoo after another. They all suds up and rinse out, but I still have dandruff. If your shampoo is letting you down when it comes to removing dandruff, switch to Fitch, Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. It's guaranteed to remove all dandruff. Medical authorities say there are two kinds of dandruff. One is loose and flaky, it's the unsightly kind. The other clings to the scalp, it's the invisible, irritating kind. If your present shampoo is doing only half the job, removing only part of your dandruff, remember, Fitch removes both kinds completely. So, be free of unsightly dandruff, be free of invisible, irritating dandruff. Yes, be free of all embarrassing dandruff. Fitch is the only shampoo whose guarantee to remove dandruff with first application is backed by one of the world's largest insurance firms. So switch to Fitch at Barber and Beauty Shops. Ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo or buy the large 16-ounce bottle featured at drug counters. Fitch Shampoo does right by you. Robert Taylor. How could Alice trick me like that? I should have known you can't trust a woman. Oh, well, I'm on the train and there's nothing I can do about it now. I'll just lie down and if I fall asleep, I'll forget it. Now, where's my pillow? Oh, here it is. Hey, that's funny. This pillow has handles on it. Oh, pardon me, Elsie. Pardon me. Next week, when the F.W. Fitch Company again brings you the Fitch bandwagon, Alice and Phil will have as their guest, Robert Taylor.
Girls, for softer, shinier hair, use Fitch's new cream shampoo. It's made with both lanolin and olive oil. Lanolin to soften, olive oil for sparkling highlights. Try Fitch Cream Shampoo. Bill Foreman speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. The Jell-O program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with Fifi from Every Day's a Holiday. nicest letters we ever received came in recently from Mrs. D. White of Hammond, Indiana. She says, I used Jell-O for many years and always have several boxes on my pantry shelf. I have four small children and they love it as well as the grown-ups do. I have to count my pennies just now, but uh, we're all satisfied if we can have Jell-O. It's economical and so delicious. I would also like to tell you how we all enjoy listening to Jack Benny. He's like your product, the best there is to be had. I suppose this is just one letter of many thousands writing to praise your fine dessert, but I sincerely mean every word of it. Well, Mrs. White, we sincerely thank you for every word. It makes us very happy when people take the time and trouble to write us such nice letters, and there's really not much to add to that excepting this. Jell-O brings you extra rich fruit flavor, and that's why it tastes so delicious. So when you buy, be sure to ask your grocer for genuine Jell-O. That was Fifi from Every Day's a Holiday, played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for a little surprise. Jack and Mary are driving back from San Francisco, where we did our last broadcast, so we'll pick them up in the Maxwell en route to Hollywood. Take it away, Highway 99! <laughs> well, Mary, we sure had a nice time in San Francisco, didn't we? Eh? Yeah, but gee, this is a long drive. We left Thursday, and here it is Sunday. I know, but remember, it's 500 miles from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Now, this trip used to take three months in a covered wagon. Gee, I'm glad we haven't got a top. <laughs> well, it's Rochester's fault. Hey, Rochester, speed it up. Let him alone. It's all he can do to hang on to the steering wheel. Well, if you're so bored with this trip, why didn't you take the train? You told me it was only a 10-hour drive, and here we are on our fourth day. Well, I couldn't guess it right to the minute, could I? <laughs> to the minute? The rate we're going, I'll be late for my Christmas shopping. Well, at least we haven't had any tire trouble. You didn't hear a blowout on the whole trip. Of course not. Those tires are too old to make a noise. Hmm. And look at poor Rochester. He's all in just from driving. He is not. He hasn't complained at all. Hey, Rochester, 
Rochester. Hey, Rochester. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Rochester, wake up. Put the coffee on, honey. <laughs> How, how dare you fall asleep at the wheel? Now, don't let it happen again. All right. That's better. But it won't hurt to nudge me once in a while. Gosh, that was a narrow escape. Say, we ought to be getting into Los Angeles pretty soon. Rochester, you sure we're on the right road? I think so. There's a sign there that says San Diego Zoo. Zoo? That's San Diego 200. <laughs> Zoo. Say, at that, we must be in the Los Angeles city limits. We've been there for two days. Is that so? Gee, Mary, you're comical. Say, Mr. Benny. What is it? I hate to keep bringing this up all the time, but we need gas. <laughs> now, we don't need any gas. Look at that gauge. It registers 12. That's the speedometer. <laughs> well, wait till we run out. Gas, gas. This car's got an appetite like a blonde. Uh, pull over, Rochester. What's the matter? A man on a bicycle wants to pass us. <laughs> oh, well, let him go if he's in such a rush. Get off the highway, you road hog. I'll go button your lip. Says who? Says me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. If this argument expands, I'm neutral. <laughs> Don't worry. He's just showing off on that bicycle of his. I hope he gets a puncture. <laughs> Serves them right. Goody, goody. That's us, boss. Us? Oh, we've got the flat. Huh? <laughs> Cars like this are going to bring horses back. No, don't rub it in. Here's the gas station, Rochester. We better get that flat fixed. We need some gas anyway. Okay. <laughs> Yes, sir, what'll it be? Fill her up! Now, wait a minute, Rochester, I'll handle this. <laughs> fill her up, fill her up. Give me about two and, uh... Oh, make it three. Give me three gallons of gas. Is there anything else? Yeah, squeeze the hose. <laughs> yes, and another thing, bud, I just had a blowout. Fix the tire, will you? Okay. All right, what are you waiting for? Which one is flat? Can't you see? Which one is it, Rochester? Well, if that left front ain't wearing a stick pin, that's it. <laughs> oh, yes, there it is. Fix it, bud. Why fix it? Haven't you got a spare? Yes, but I'm not going to take my geraniums out just for this. <laughs> now, check the oil and water. I'm going to the lunchroom next door and get something to eat. Say, bud, is the food good in there? No, but you'll like it. The second cup of coffee's free. <laughs> Fresh guy. Let's go, Jack. I want a ham sandwich. Me too. Can I get you anything, Rochester? Make mine a chicken sandwich on toast with a fried egg on it, bacon under it, and tuck in some sliced tomatoes. <laughs> oh, a six-decker, eh? What is this, your birthday? Yes, sir. Well, I don't care if it is. You'll get a ham sandwich the same as us. All right, but put a candle on it. <laughs> Come on, Mary. Go. She what a place. Even the cobwebs have cobwebs. Well, it's good enough for a sandwich, anyway. 
Good afternoon. Uh, we'd like uh, two ham sandwiches, please. Boiled, baked, or deviled? I'll have baked. Uh, give me deviled. Oh, lamb? Yeah. Two hams, one with horns. <laughs> okay, Emmy. Now, let's see. How's your coffee? Much better, thanks. <laughs> That's good. Oh, here's something I'd like, Mary. Pickled pig's feet. Uh, give me an order of pickled pig's feet, lady. Uh, do you want them plain or with fat? <laughs> plain. I don't want spats on them. Okay. Oh, lamb? Yeah? One pig's feet. Hold the galoshes. <laughs> Gee, I'm awfully hungry, Jack. I want more than a sandwich. Why don't you try one of our special dinners? All you can eat for 35 cents. See, all you can eat for 35 cents. How can you make any money on that? Wait till you taste the food. <laughs> oh, pipe down, lamb. That's my husband. He's a little wacky. Uh, will there be anything else? Uh, yes, I'd like something with my coffee. What kind of pie is that over there? It's either peach, cherry, apple, or layer cake. <laughs> well, don't you know? No. I'll take a piece anyway. I might hit the jackpot. Will you hurry those sandwiches, please? I'll go right in and fix them up. Thought your husband was making them. What's he doing in the kitchen? He's got his wooden leg in the stove. We're out of coal. <laughs> oh, you're out of coal. Ouch! Oh, what's the matter, Lamb? We're out of wood, too. <laughs> now, please hurry that up there, lady. We gotta get going. Okay. Uh, there's a radio right behind you if you want to pass the time while you're waiting. Oh, yes, thanks. Hey, Mary, tune in on something, will you? All right, but if it's us, I'll scream. <laughs> And uh, furthermore, it's not only economical, but easy to make. So look for the big red letters on the box. Sing, Kenny. Well, now, there's a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, ain't it? Well. Rosalie, my darling, Rosalie, my dream. Since one night when stars danced above, I'm oh so much in love, oh, Rosalie, have mercy, Rosalie, don't decline, won't you make my life thrilling and tell me you're willing to be mine, Rosalie, mine. When knighthood was in flower and the man wooed me. Beneath her sacred bar, he sang a serenade. Today is just the same when a man moves me. He calls to her by name and sings a serenade. Darling, Rosalie, my dream Since one night when stars danced above I'm oh so much in love Oh, Rosalie, have mercy Rosalie, don't decline Won't you make my life thrilling And tell me you're willing to be mine Rosalie, 
was Kenny Baker singing Rosalie from the picture of the same name. And Kenny, that was really excellent. If Jack were here, he'd say that you sang that song with vibratility, animation, and savoir faire. Oh, Jack wouldn't say that. Oh, yes, he would, too. Well, he wouldn't understand it, then. <laughs> say, Don, I wonder what's keeping Jack. They left San Francisco Thursday. Yes, he should have been here a long time ago. He probably had trouble with that gasoline snail he drives. <laughs> well, we've got to keep this program going. Now, let's see. Uh, what can we do? I'm double-jointed, if that'll help any. <laughs> Oh, Kenny, you've done your share. Uh, have you any suggestions, Phil? Sure, how about a crap game? <laughs> oh, no, Phil, nothing doing. Well, we just can't stand here like a bunch of goofs. Why not? <laughs> Hello, fellas, here we are. Yeah, we finally made it. Well, yeah. hey, Terry, it's about time we Well, boys, it was a nice trip, but we're sure glad to be home. Well, what delayed you, Jack? Did you have any trouble? No, what was the hurry? We just took our time and stopped whenever we wanted to, didn't we, Mary? Yeah, whenever we didn't want it, too. <laughs> well. Uh, tell him about that bicycle that passed us. A bicycle? No kidding, Jack. Did a bicycle really pass you? Well, what of it? It was a brand new 1938 model. <laughs> Boy, was Jack mad. Well, I wasn't mad when he passed me. What burned me up was when he started doing those figure eights around my car. <laughs> Steve is a regular Sony Heine on wheels. <laughs> hey, Rochester, did you bring up my bags? Yes, sir. Here they are, all five of them. Oh, you carried them all up at once. Say, they must be pretty heavy. No, they ain't. I forgot to pack them. <laughs> you forgot to pack them? That's fine. I'm here and my clothes are in San Francisco. Now what'll I do? I can lend you one of my suits, Jack. Well, thanks, Kenny, although it might be a little snug on me. Not after you bend over. <laughs> oh. Well, it'll do till I get my own back, huh? Well, Jack, I can let you have a shirt. Oh, one of your shirts, Don, huh? That's fine. I won't need your suit, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see. Um, what else do I need? Say, Jack, I can let you have a beret. You look good in that. That's well, a tight suit, an oversized shirt, and a beret. <laughs> If you need a slip, let me know. Thanks, Mary. That's sweet of you. Say, Mr. Benny. Yes, Rochester. If you need any shoes, there's room in mine. <laughs> Don't get so clubby, Rochester. Just leave the bags here and run along home. I want to stay and listen to the program. You can't stay here. There's a lot of work waiting for you at home. That's what I mean. Well, all right, Rochester, you can stay. Just sit down and be quiet. Yes, you? sir. Well, let's get on with the show, fellow. What, uh, what have we got lined up for tonight? Oh, Remember? Jack, I forgot to tell you. There's been a reporter around here looking for you. A reporter? Yes, you know, there have been a lot of statements in the papers lately saying that you're going to retire from radio, and he wants to verify it. Yeah, what's it all about, Jack? Gee, I don't know. It's news to me. I mean, I might have said that someday when I'm old and gray, I might settle down on a little chicken farm. What are you waiting for, the chickens? <laughs> no, I expect to be working for a long time yet, and on radio, too. Even television. Yeah, maybe even in Technicolor. There's an idea. I'll look good in Technicolor, won't I, Mary? Yeah, if they ever need a blue leading man. <laughs> well, anyway, fellas, I can't quit radio. Now, now what would you all do without me? That's right. If I worked for any other guy, I'd have to learn music. <laughs> you sure would, Phil. And another thing, fellas, 
Supposing something happened and I did retire. There are plenty of other comedians. There's Fred Allen, Eddie Cantor, Bob Burns, and, and yes, there's Phil Baker. And that guy ought to retire, too. <laughs> what? Who said that? I did. Just call me Beetle. Beetle? Beetle? Who? Beetle? Oh, Jack, that's the invisible man who haunts Phil Baker's program all the time. You know, you hear his voice, but you never know where he is. Oh, that werewolf. What's he doing over here? Listen, Beetle, did you come over here to haunt me? How can one ghost haunt another? <laughs> now, wait a minute, Beetle. I'm not a ghost. Oh, you're not, eh? No. Well, you'll do till Halloween comes along. <laughs> oh, yeah? Hey, where's that voice coming from, anyway? I don't know. You got me. Gee, this makes me feel creepy all over. This... A good bath will cure that. <laughs> that so I bathe as often as you do. Oh, a fugitive from Saturday night, eh? A fine thing in the middle of a broadcast, arguing with a phantom. Gee, this is spooky. I'm scared. Me too. Yeah, I don't feel so good either. Well, guess I'll be running along now. <laughs> Rochester, you stay right here. Yeah, stick around. Don't count on it. Well, what are you scared of, white boy? I ain't white. No, wait till you look in a mirror. <laughs> All right, Beetle, we got a program to do. Now, what are you bothering me for? I hate comedians. Then why pick on Jack? <laughs> yeah. Tell him a thing or two, Mary. Oxford, 7071, kid. It's a date. That's fine, Mary, making a date with a ghost. A spook. A phantom. Yeah, go again. Rochester, where are you going? To Phil Baker's. That beetle can't be in two plays at one time. No, I can't, eh? Now, come here, Rochester. Come here. Uh-uh. So long, folks. Rochester! Rochester! <laughs>
Hometown, played by Phil Harrison as auction. Phil, I'm glad you picked out such a hot tune. That's just what we needed after that jittery episode with Beetle there. Are you sure that guy's gone? Yes, why? Come on back, men. <laughs> you know, Jack only had half a band. Oh, what cowardly musicians. It's a lot of spineless jellyfish. And now, folks, going from the... Uh, oh, Jack. What? Uh, three of those jellyfish are taking off their coats. <laughs> hey, Phil, discipline your men. Sit down, boys. You can get them later. You see, Smarty? I should worry. I'm through way before they are. Say. And now, folks, going from nothing to the sublime, tonight we will present... Uh... Come in. Pardon me. Are you Jack Benny? Yes, I am. Well, I'm Evans Plummer of Radio Guide. Is there any truth to the report that you are about to retire from radio? Uh, well, uh, not that I know of. And who should know better than me? Or is it I? I is correct. Well, you can quote I as saying... <laughs> ...that there must have been some misunderstanding. To tell you the truth, Mr. Plummer, between the radio and the cinema... <laughs> I expect to be busy for quite a time. Don't I, Miss Livingston? Rather. Pip, pip. So you see, Mr. Plummer, it'll be a long, long time before I fold up my microphone and bid radio a doy. <laughs> or as the French say, adios. I see. Well, Mr. Benny, what do you think you will be doing in the future? Let us say 20, 30, or even 40 years from now. Well, that's rather an interesting question. Would you really like to know what I will be doing 40 years from now? Yes, I would. Then listen. Are we ready, boys? Yes. Yeah. Curtain. Music. J-E-L-L-O. The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny and Mary Livingston with Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with uh, memory. Swing it. And uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you our master of ceremonies, uh, Jack Benny. Wheel him in, boys. <laughs> Hello again. This is Jack Benny talking. Yippee! How are you feeling, Don? Well, I'm feeling fine, Jack. Fit as a fiddle. How are you? Eh? I said, uh, how are you? It sure is. I hope it stays this way. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, uh, tell me, Jack, uh, how's your rheumatism? A hundred percent. It's up to my ears now. <laughs> oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hey, I said, what's that? I read my lips, you old fossil. <laughs> I would if you could move the darn thing. <laughs> well, Mary, how's your husband? Hey. Glad to hear it. Mary, you're looking good. You have your face lifted again? Nope. Had it lowered this time. Couldn't get my hat on. Hey. I said I couldn't get my hat on. Yep, you are putting a lot of fat on. <laughs> well, 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 here comes Kenny Baker. Hello, Jack. Is it time for me to sing yet? <laughs> Pretty soon, Kenny. I hope so. My wife and family are listening in. Oh, say, I meant to ask you for the last ten years. 
How many kids you got now? Five boys. Five boys, eh? Yep. Let Bing Crosby top that. <laughs> That's a slicker. What are you going to sing tonight, Kenny? By Mayor Beast Shane. Is that darn thing still around? Say, Jack, here comes Phil Harris. Oh, Baldy, eh? <laughs> he lost his hair, folks. Still a darn rounder, though. Hello, Jack, old boy. Glad to see you. <laughs> Now, don't you talk to me, Phil Harris, after that New Year's Eve date you fixed up for me back in 38. What date? That Dolores Del Schmutz. <laughs> oh, Dolores. What she... Whatever became of her? You know darn well what became of her. I ain't married to Loretta Young. <laughs> well, if you can break loose tonight, I got a couple of hot numbers. Oh, no, I don't see how you can keep on running around at your age there, Harris. Every time I see you, you got a girl under each arm. I need them to hold me up. <laughs> well, that's better than your nightclubs. Can you still do the Big Apple? Shucks, I can't even eat one. <laughs> well, just the same, you seem to go on forever. And so does Jello with its six delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, yeah. cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Look for the big red, red. Keep going, Wilson. I can't do it. I'm out of breath. <laughs> too bad, too bad. Say, Jack. What? Look who's tottering through the door. Oh, hello, Andy. Hiya, Buck. Here I am again. Well, Andy, you're the only one of us whose voice hasn't changed. <laughs> it still ain't Schubert Serenade. <laughs> Say, you look mighty spry for a man 82. You stand so straight and erect. Gosh, my arteries are so hard, I can't bend over. <laughs> Tell me, Andy, how's your mowing paw? Not so good, Buck. They were playing tennis yesterday, and Pa got his beard caught in the racket. He's in pretty bad shape. Why, what happened? He swung at the ball and broke his neck. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. Your mom must feel terrible. Yeah, it broke up the game. Oh. Well, Andy, now that you're here, how about you and me playing a game of checkers? Oh, no, you play too rough. I do it, man. <laughs> well, let's have another number by the orchestra. Go ahead, Phil, play something. What do you want me to play? Don't make no difference. I can't hear it anyway. <laughs> What are you laughing at, Mary? The clarinet player's got so many wrinkles, he can't find his mouth. Oh, go ahead, Phil. Wait a minute. Come in. Mr. Benny? <laughs> yes? Is it true that you're going to retire from radio? No, I'm not. Then I ain't either. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, you're not, eh? I've been waiting to do that for 40 years. <laughs> Play, Phil! Here's some news for everybody who likes good things to eat. That certainly does mean everybody. It's a new Jell-O recipe called Ocean Crest Bavarian, and it's one of the most delicious that you've ever tried. 
a lovely creamy combination of lime jello molded with nut meats, dates, and marshmallows. And uh, here's the way to make it. Dissolve one package of lime jello and chill until cold and syrupy. Then fold in the following. One half cup of whipped cream, one half cup of chopped nut meats, 12 dates, and six marshmallows cut into small pieces. Pour into a mold and chill until firm. Portion Crest Bavarian is so attractive to look at and swell to eat. It's a real party dessert, and still, it's easy to make. Just be sure to use genuine Jell-O, for Jell-O brings you delicious, extra-rich fruit flavor. So ask your grocer for Jell-O tomorrow and make some Ocean Crest Bavarian. This is the... This is the last number of the 18th program of the new Jell-O series. We're with you again next Sunday night at the same time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to make a special announcement, and that is two weeks from tonight, by special permission of Samuel Goldwyn... We are going to present our version of United Artists' outstanding production, Hurricane. This will be the supreme effort of the Benny Guild. <laughs> so be sure and listen in, folks, as this will be presented for one night only. Remember, our version of that drama of the South Seas, Hurricane. Come on, Jack, let's blow. Oh, good night, folks. <laughs> J-E-L-L-O! Benny Baker appears on the Jell-O program through courtesy of Mervyn Leroy Productions. The tune, I Could Use a Dream, is from Sally, Irene, and Mary. This is the National...